What's up everybody, it's Via again and Tina and um, we are here sipping on Via Guatemala coffee and having Via Talk conversation without limits and I'm really excited to have um, one of my good friends, my dear friends and my personal trainer, he makes me look right and tight, um, Dwayne Anderson, but he's not just a trainer, he also is a business owner of a gym, a black owned gym at that, so cheers on Welcome. that. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. So, um, okay, so introduce yourself. Um, tell us first, where is your gym and how long have you owned a gym? And then we'll talk more about that. Um, my name is Dwayne. I am the owner of Life Health and Fitness Center that is in Quincy, Massachusetts. Um, I've been an owner of that business 08, almost 15, yeah, 15 years now. Congratulations. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's 15 years of not working for anybody. A lot right. of pressure, but yeah. And that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to jump. You know me. I'm going to get right <laughs> into it. So one of the reasons I really wanted to have um, Dwayne in this, um, because this is Conversation Without Limits, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to talk to him, first of all, um, and you could tell me how comfortable you feel talking about it, but I know that you did some prison time, and I really wanted to talk about when, like, what would, how, like, someone who just had done some prison time or someone who wants to become an entrepreneur, like what kind of adversities did you go through? Not just because you were in prison, but then like also being a black man right now. I, I also, and, and I just want to know, like, do you think that any of these things stopped you and made it harder or like, what did you do? And what are some guidance that you can tell, especially black men who have done um, jail time and obviously he didn't any violent crime. So that's a good thing. You know, know if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> gay, yeah, obviously. Gay. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what, what were you in there for? Um, selling drugs. Okay. Yeah. How many years? Were you in prison? Um, in the feds, five years. Five years. What's the difference between prison and then the feds? Yeah, what's the difference? Um, I mean, prison's prison, but um, this federal prison is state prisons. Federal oh. is like crossing over state borders and state lines. Oh, Most okay. likely, if moving you way, is that what that? Means? Crazy. <laughs> he, he wasn't a court boy. He was like, I'm moving. I'm moving state to state. I see you. Okay. Well, I mean, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. No. Honey, we the time. And, but no, it, you could even be in a in a state, and sometimes if that state has serious issues with drugs, mm. there may be some federal people that come there and give them federal jurisdiction. So okay. federal That's is like of, all state, yeah, and then no, prison uh, is like. Th- one state, oh, federal no, prison. is a like prison is a prison. No, state prison yeah. and then federal. So there's the feds yeah. and then there's state. Yeah. Okay. State prison is like within your state, okay. more than likely. But federal is like when you're crossing borders and okay. things of that nature. Yeah. Um. To be clear, we're good girls, so we don't know the difference between state and. No, feds. I always wanted to. And <laughs> fe- I mean, and the, I worked fe- in a prison before. Well, yeah, corrections, we correction is prison. Yeah. Um, I worked in a prison before. Yeah, that's a prison because... Uh, no, that's a jail because they're holding them. Prison is when you're doing time, I believe. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Okay. But the feds is just, like I said, um, they got a whole different set of rules, man. It's, it's, a, it's a different game. Hence the reason why I said, you know what? I don't care about the rules. I'm just not going to play anymore. Like yeah. that's, You that's, were like, once you were done with the streets, you was like, nah, yo, I'm done with this. Yo, the feds have a 90% conviction rate. Um, which is crazy. So when they say we're we're when they say we're indicting you feds, like that's it for you basically. Yeah, it's a wrap pretty much. You gonna do some time. We'll tell and the percentage of black men in prison and in jail is is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky where and the fact that um the feds have a um RDAP program. It's a residential Uh, drug abuse program. And People do it even when you don't have a drug problem. Everybody wants to get in this program because it's a it rehabilitation. Knocks a year, up to a year off of your sentence. Oh, that's so, perfect. Yeah, so everybody tries I'm to get into it. it. Yeah, but the dope thing about it is the um, amount of recidivism is in reverse. Recidivism is basically um, if you go to prison, more than likely you're going to go back to prison. Right. Oh, so that people so, who do this program don't go come back. They're yeah. not the most. They have a higher rate of not Normally, coming back. Normally, it's like seven out of ten people that go to prison go back to prison. That's insane. It's the opposite with people that do the program. 
Right? Well, that's good that yeah. they have those programs. But not a, they should have. It should be a standard. Oh, so they standard. don't have them available no, to everyone. No, and this is something that I'm sure, like every prison system has some type of program some where you can get good yeah. time with things of that nature. But the level of extensiveness that they have with this program, like, is like you're going through psychology stuff. You have oh, to write that's down. Dope. Like, it, it, it's crazy. So they dig deep. They dig deep, and I you like cannot that. fake it. You can't fake it. But you know what? I was gonna say this. Like, where? Wait. First of all, where were you doing federal time at? Um, when I got. When was I it East Coast? My, Is that I'm asking well, for a reason? Let me oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. When I caught my case, I was out in Maine. Um, I stayed there for like maybe a year and some change. I was in MDC, Brooklyn, for a minute. I was in Fairton, New Jersey, and I was in McCain, Pennsylvania. The reason why I say this is just like you see the horror stories of Midwest and down south, the oh treatment. Like, and so I feel like the East Coast, for some reason, or like it, Midwest is, is yeah. like third world. Like, I mean, oh, some wow. spots, like in the feds, when you, <laughs> you get to the feds, like if you get to move all the way to the camp, like. You'll walk on there and be like, wait, is they playing bocce ball? These dudes are over there playing handball, bocce ball, tennis really? courts, baseball mm. courts. Yeah. And that, another thing with the feds, like, <coughs> you asked about the struggles with, like, becoming an entrepreneur. Right, and all yeah. That. Your mentality has to be your mentality. What do you mean, elaborate? Before I, I got bagged, I owned a store. So you was, I was already already clubs. Mm -hmm. Like me and my my circle of friends, when we were involved in the streets, we weren't doing it as a thing just to pat. We was doing that as a means to an end exit. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I there's a whole I could sit and tell you a whole long story about when I caught caught up the circumstances. But I had a store, had a recording studio, was promoting with promoting wow. clubs and all that stuff. So I was out there, and it was a circumstance. That led me back into that because there was a point in my life where I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm not doing anything. I'm just doing this. And Now, where did you grow up? Like, what area did you live in? Boston. No, but what, there's Dorchester, Mattapan, Roxbury. Where? Mattapan, boy. So do you believe that um, due to your environment and also to, um, I know this because I know you, you're a Mecco kid. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know what Mecco. Oh, Meccos. Yeah. We for, had those in Marblehead. Yeah, for yeah. those who don't. Oh, you were a Marblehead? Yeah, yeah. I went to Swampscott. Okay. Yeah, yeah they had a Mecco That was our program. rivals, Marblehead. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. Why don't you tell them what Mecco is? Um, Mecco is just a charter program where they take kids from the inner city and they um, give them a better opportunity for better education out in mm -hmm. the suburbs. Now, how do you feel, though? Do you think it really was? It, a lot of this in, depends on the individual because, mm -hmm. like, I have friends that went through Mecco and they're not me. You know, they don't move like I move. I think it's I, beneficial. It, it definitely can be. Um, do you I, think it made it easier for you to assimilate, say, with... Affl like, say, not just uh, white people, but, like, rich white people listen, at that? <laughs> I am a beast because you can drop me in any hood anywhere or you can drop me inside mm -hmm. any office and I am good. I'm comfortable. Yeah. Like, you know, so. So it did have, it benefited you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm comfortable dealing with anybody. So here you are. You're a Mecca kid. You're getting bust. You're going all the way to Swanscott, which I know I, in that area, very uh, Jewish, very rich community, mm -hmm. very like a white community at that too, right? So then you're, you're being bust back and now you're coming back to Mattapan and all you're seeing on the block is nothing but drug dealers. I mean, when I was young, like 14, 15, uh -huh. like I was carrying a gun and like the people in school out in the suburbs, it wasn't for them to know that, but like it was on in my neighborhood. Like we was beefing, like right. seriously. So when I got off that bus late in the afternoon, you had all to my have these yeah, All my friends were in Boston school. They were nowhere to be around. So from me going from wherever I got off from the bus to my house, I had my little toast on me or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And you were in, and that was really like hardcore, like the 80s, like the crack era, right? Um, Early 90s. Where yeah, so that, it's still happening. Yeah, that, that gang culture in Boston was like super heavy. Super heavy. Okay, yeah. so obviously, and then like, and, and, uh, and you did grow up with a mother and father, though. So, mm -hmm. but you guys were still, did you feel like you needed to do that because 
you guys didn't have enough money and you just really needed things in your life. You had dreams at a very young, did you always know you wanted to be well, an entrepreneur? Um, absolutely. My parents instilled a lot of good values in us as um, kids and their push for us to be independent, get your own, that kind of led, you know, that they didn't mean for us to be in the streets. Right. They weren't saying, go do this. And, but yeah. And, and it's not a, a thing of kids in the city being bad kids. No, of course it's not. It's just the things that are readily available to you mm-hmm. for you to make your mistakes where somebody on the suburbs they're going to make mistakes too but there's not the same consequences they're not gangs that are inside these different areas Absolutely. there's not drugs inside these areas mm-hmm. so well i mean there is well you but, know i went to school yeah, in lynn there where is. i had a metal detector before i walked in yeah. and we mm-hmm. had um undercover cops coming and do raids every time yeah. and we had dogs just coming so in the, and you just see all the drug dealers leaving the classes running because yeah. they had all the all the work <laughs> on them you know what i'm saying that's the type of school i went to so i get yeah. it i 1000 percent get yeah. it yeah, if i went to boston public i don't think i would have like, so you feel like the meco program was beneficial <laughs> For me, absolutely. Yes, it was. I'm grateful for it because, well, my nephew and my nieces, they're still in Marblehead High. Mm -hmm. And they were like the only African-Americans to the MECO program. That's when they met friends from Dorchester, Mattapan, Mm -hmm. High Park. And, you know, they're still friends. They sleep over. And I was so grateful that they had like a a black brother, a black sister. And they'll sleep over. And it's like they they get to see people like them. So it's beneficial. It's and they're so fine. So they, they all went to college. Yeah. It's yeah. important to have that home base of identity and who you are. Because yeah. what I, I see sometimes with going out to school in the suburbs, you can go and it's beneficial, but it can be a culture shock sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then people, I was adopted by white people. Trust yeah, me. I yeah. get it. And then, and then you, go, you have kids that go through this identity crisis type of yeah. thing where you're like, how am I supposed to be? I'm supposed to act mm-hmm. too black. I'm not acting white. Like, they don't know how to act instead mm-hmm. of right. just being themselves. Just being themselves. Yeah. Right. And, but it is hard because it's like you you can't be you can't be Dwayne Anderson Little from Mattapan in Swampscott. You can't do that. You can't give them that hundred, you well, know? But see, and that's, that's real. the thing when... When you can identify self and guess being knowledge of self and self awareness, mm-hmm. the 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 person like if I tell people stories about things that I did and 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 the stuff that I I did gambling up gang banging, they're like, oh my god, that doesn't sound like you. And I'm like, it wasn't me because mm-hmm. I was in that environment. Right. So it doesn't matter what environment, whether you're in the city, one of the suburbs, you have to be. Yeah. So okay. So fast forward. You did federal time. Blah blah blah. Now you get out, right? (laughs) And there's a lot of fast forwarding. Well, you know, I mean, because we can we can we we can make this whole episode about your whole federal time. But I'm just saying, I never never talk about this with anybody. Like, well, we're talking about it with everybody now. So this is um the, the okay. So you get out right now. Wait, were you able to stack some money? Like so, when you got out, were you like, damn, I got no money? You was like, I'm done with the game. Like you get out, you're you're obviously like fucked up in the game, the situation. Now, did you have some money to start your um capital or whatever? And what was your vision? Like, how did you fall into actually being um? Hmm a gym owner and i also to some background on him um you're a triple black belt <laughs> triple black right belt. well i don't I know how a, you say I have, it um i have a first degree black belt in taekwondo second degree black belt in sundao jiu-jitsu and a third degree in something called v-jitsu honey oh, nice. you yeah. talking about keep making women safe <laughs> 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 so you have so okay but did you have how many of these um I guess, I don't know, um, levels of um, self-defense did you have before you went away? Were you already practicing or did you go really hardcore afterwards? I've practiced since I was probably like 10. Um, But I didn't go and take... When I when I was doing Taekwondo, I had a vision in my head of what a black belt should be and all this stuff. But also I used to run the streets too. And I always said, well, if I'm a black belt, they're going to do this and this and that. Now, when I was certified as a trainer and decided to get into this fitness field, I was like, well, you know what? I might as well go and finish because anybody that knows me, they know from the time I actually 
I was probably younger than 10 years old when I started. So the time that I'm coming out the house, I'm kicking and punching and doing all types of stuff. That's all I do. Been doing it for damn 40 years straight. Mm, nice. So for me to take that part serious, it's not like it was something new, but getting the actual belt and being like, this is on my resume. Right. That, yeah, it changed my shift. I'm not going to lie. That's one of the it's reasons dope. why I go to you because people are like, oh my God, you go so far. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand all the certifications he has. Not just, not just in that, not just that you're a gym owner, but mm -hmm. then you're also nutrition and all that stuff. But at what points you get out, how did you fall into becoming, like, did you become a personal trainer first, do that? And then you were like, okay, I want to start my place. So I'll back up a little bit. Um, when I, so in the, in the feds, you can, um, there's these books you can kind of look and see what every facility has. Unfortunately, they phase education out of a lot of facilities. That's so sad. Yeah, they phase. So I did a little bit of research, and at the time when it was time for me to get sentenced or whatever, I told the judge, I'm like, well, I was looking. This place is in my region. It's one of the last places that offers college. They have classes, blah, 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 Good blah, for blah, you. blah. He said, I can't make any guarantees, but... Because what's crazy about the feds, too, until you're in that plane, yeah. you don't know where the hell you're going, which is crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they sent me to this, the spot Fairton, and I was able to take some classes. And I was one of the ones that actually got the personal training certification going inside there. I was like, well, wow. I want to get yeah. I, you I ended that. up teaching class. I ended up teaching the class for people to get certified. As no way. Yeah. In, yeah. in the that's Fed. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. So that's yeah. really where your journey started. Mm -hmm. Well, no, because I was teaching martial arts classes from 14 years old. So I oh, always yeah. used to do that. And even like working out people are always like well show me how to do this like my pops worked out forever he showed me and my brother how to work out uh -huh. so working out has been something that's always been in my life uh -huh. and when i was down i was like loosely writing business plans about different things that i was involved with because i was on my business stuff before i went in right so um i was like i i really didn't think the the gym thing was going to be the thing that i ended up doing but i wrote business plans and and things down that i had no idea how it was going to happen but somehow some way all that stuff happened so you get so out and then do you have a job do you get a job with someone so damn it's so much i was in the halfway house so you have to go to the halfway house yeah. right okay i was in the halfway house they require you to get a job you've met the guy you met um, I won't say his name, but the crazy guy that I had to let go recently. Oh, C-No. We'll call yeah. him C-No. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, he was actually the GM at the first gym. So in the um, halfway house, they're like, you got to go find a job or whatever. So they would let you out at certain hours, you go find a job. But I had this certification now. So I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was for your benefit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um. I went to this um, place that I ended up buying later. That's actually. amazing. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. yeah, I went in there and, and went in there, bought the place, and the person that hired me, I ended up hiring him. And then That's you fired him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember wow. I was like, I've been part of this whole journey. But oh, I mean, God. I ain't like I fired him just for. I know, I know, I know, I know. But no, no, okay. So, but so think. So you go there though. But did you? So when you go in your interview and they ask you because that's a main question. Hey, do you have a? Do you have any? Remember who we're talking about though? Right. So um, C note by the way. Yeah, I had a um, another interview at the time, and when I came in, he's like, "You got perfect time, and we guess let go of a trainer. We need a trainer." Blah, blah, blah. I said, "Well, I got another interview." I was like, "I'll let you know." I walked halfway down the street. I was like, you know what? Turned around. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. So I started. But he did. There. Did he ask you? Did he, did he even ask you about your background? Oh, oh, oh I told him that. I said, I said, but I got to be honest with you. I have a, I have a record, right? He starts laughing. He calls up the maintenance guy, like, hey, Brian, come over here. He's like, he's worried about his record. They both start laughing. They said they both have records longer than whatever. So, so oh, that's good. amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so wait. So, um, real quick. So, if you want to try to start a business and you have some, uh, uh, and, and you did some bids, are you saying that the personal training thing is a little bit more lenient? It's like a field, easier? Like, 
It's not easy. Like I said, you have to be who you are. Like it's uh, all of this comes down to mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been around me a little bit. Like it's a certain mentality you gotta have, and I'm just like I'm a I'm a I'm a get it type a of go, person. Go you just yeah. that dude? Is that what you, you say? Want it hard <laughs> not everybody can do it like you. Is that what you say? Yeah. You have to be a go getter. Okay, so <laughs> I don't you so sound now arrogant. no, but it is yeah. what it is. Nah, it's, that's real. Yeah. So you start doing this and you're working there, blah blah blah, and then. You're, you're doing your thing, and then at what point you just at what point does it become a dream now where you're like, yo, I can buy this shit? So, um, even when I was in a different life, like I was that person, even when I got jammed up, if I went on the block and you're doing XYZ, I'll look and be like, well, the smarter way to do this is to do boom, boom, boom. We should do this, we should do this. Next thing you know, I'm taking some nickel and dime operation and I'm I'm lifted. It was the same when I was in the gym where I'm like, that's stupid. Why do you do this? Why do you do that? Well, if I was this, I, so, you know, everybody will always tell you, I swear everybody probably thinks I'm a freaking idiot. Everybody says, oh, this person doesn't know what they're doing just because this, 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 this. But the people that actually do it, who cares if you think I'm an idiot? I got the balls to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So everybody can always say, this is a smart way to do it, or I would do it this way. But I was just like, well, you know what? I would do it this way. And then along the way, I would, if I met a good trainer, good salesperson, I would keep numbers. I was always doing this. And like I said, I didn't even know. Like I wrote business plans for clothing. You're into clothing. I wrote stuff for clothing stores. Um, I was planning on, I was doing real estate also. Mm. Like when I got on, I ended up So hold on house. real quick. Let's do, let's talk about real estate real quick. So you can have, um, and just something. So you go to, you have a, obviously a felony on you. Are you allowed to vote? Um, certain states you can. Okay. And then you can get your real estate license? Um, I was just buying and selling. Also, you was flipping, but yeah. you can't. There's no. What are the things that you can't do with a felony? Um, supposedly, <laughs> actually, I don't want to even. Well, I won't go too deeply. Um, even an SBA loan, supposedly, you're not supposed to be able to get with. Wow! A yeah. So they really, they really kind of like just be like, "Fuck you." A, but. There's no such thing as no, man. There's of always, course, there's always a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's always it, a way. And a lot of the stuff that they tell us, like, they're like, oh, you're a felon. Or, like, people just accept no too easily. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. There's another way. There Sorry, has to be a way By any this. means some, necessary, yeah, you can make it happen. <laughs> hey, listen, that's why ladies be loving the trap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing. Even illegal pharmaceutical sales, which, I mean, I'm... I, it's wrong, but that's that's a skill. That's a marketing skill. Yeah, if within you, itself. So you, there's a lot you can do if you can sell drugs, move weight. That's those are all skills. If you are of a course. successful drug dealer, exactly, you could be a successful yes. businessman. Absolutely. And one 1,000%. thing that I realized: the money that I truly want in life, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell I can get to selling drugs without like being America's most wanted or somebody mm-hmm. trying to kill me. And it's a miracle that I made it this far without like being when i did that little bid for the five years they were trying to give me 25 years so i mean mm. i would have still been there but you went in with a talent and a skill see how you were in there doing business they plans and a, all that they didn't give a damn one thing the judge said to me and i have to keep it real he was on nose like this because you, you try to paint the best picture of yourself mm-hmm. right. when it's sentencing so in the feds you have you you have your trial you get found guilty or not guilty mm. I went to trial. Most people do not go to trial in the feds. I went to trial, found guilty. But then separately, you get your sentencing. Mm-hmm. So when it's time for the sentencing, you're like, oh, but Mr. Anderson was in college at this time. He Character has witnesses, his, his yes. parents and this and this and that. He was doing this and that. He even mentioned the martial arts stuff. Oh, Just said, well, it seems to me that you start a lot of things and you don't follow through and finish them. He could have dropped the mic after that, like, Poof. We yeah. want to keep our black men in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I bet it's that lit a right. fire in your ass. Like, I right, bet you'll see. Mm-hmm. But okay, let me ask you this: This is going to be really like spicy because you don't <laughs> want to get spicy with it. 
what was it like sex in there? Obviously, I know you you didn't do it with men, but uh, like, wow, like, like, because I know for a fact in Atlanta, especially, that's why they have one of the highest HIV rates. There's a lot of men, especially when they go to jail, they be like, no, what I did in jail is what I did in jail. They, and they call be, them, they do that say gay for the stay. Yeah, gay they, for they the stay, right? Is that a real thing? Yeah, it is. And then they come out and they end up giving yeah. women STDs All because they don't want it. They don't want to tell women that they was getting their D sucked and they was fucking men. I mean, and if they're in a real prison, they're going to have hospitals and all that stuff. So they shouldn't be walking around with no STD. But. But what. Yeah. How. All that stuff where like you see movies and people are getting raped and all that stuff. There's enough willing punks in there that. Well, just give it. Yeah, yeah, Lady yeah. men, I heard, have a, a status in jail. Like they're respected. Like you, they don't get beat up. Like they're just in their own no. world. <laughs> no. Uh, We're going to nah. listen to the guy who did the fact. <laughs> well, now, you won't have certain things on the compound. Like, um, I remember one time, and it, it, it's bugged out because as you walk the yard, you know, you see nothing but dudes. But then this one person, this one, this is the only time I actually saw some. There was mad gay people there. But every time I ever saw somebody with, like, titties and, like, long hair. Like a trans? Yeah. In jail? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but that doesn't happen too often. Wait, but, but so, okay, now let me ask you this. Did you feel like, because we're going to get into next about um, masturbation, right? And we're going to mm -hmm. talk about just discipline with the body, right? Yeah. Do you feel like you being in um, jail and being a straight man at that, right? Mm -hmm. And just practicing martial arts, like, what did you do? Through those five years, do you just like beat your meat? Or like, I mean, I'm, <laughs> how did that go? It's, to be honest with you, like dudes get a lot of um, nudie magazines, Playboys, and that going around the compound. But I'm not fronting at all. I wasn't on that time. I guess wasn't like you know. Um, I'm very disciplined and focused when I need to be. Um, before I went in, I was really like, I was on it before I went in. And then I had the luxury of knowing that I might go in. So I'm working out every day. I'm training. I'm this, I'm that. Cause I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to jail. I might fight. I might this and that. So I'm like, I'm razor shot when I got in there. And when I got in there, it was a bunch of soft people, even these so-called killers and all that. It's just not like that. But with the, um, sex and masturbation, like I just didn't. Pass around the, the magazines and this and that. Now I'm oh, human. Oh, so you didn't. So you didn't even like basically entice uh, yourself yeah, with the nudes I mean, or with that or like you were like, no, I just, I, I'm just not even gonna sit there and try to like lust or yeah, anything. And you I was, just, like, I was heavy on my my dean at the time too, and I was praying five times a day. Oh, and explain and to people what had had dean is. The, um, your dean is a dean is. To put it as simple as it is your way of life, your living. Yeah. Okay. Being and I, are you in your Muslim? Yes. Okay. Have yeah. you always been? Or is that something also, too, that was established more so in jail? No, actually, um, God bless my mom. So she's always tried to put us up on game. So she gave us certain books to read. You know, things of that. Not even knowing that. the seeds that she planted, but like things like Message to the Black Man or Malcolm X biography or something like mm -hmm. that. So there was an interest. And there was a time when I was younger when I did a little bit. And I don't know if you guys know about five percenters and things mm -hmm. like that. So five percenters is like Nation of Islam. And they talk all this stuff about mathematics and that, which is very interesting. But they always make this reference back to Islam, Islam, right. Islam, Islam. Mm -hmm. So me just wanted to know what the real deal was. I kind of like did my own research. So um, I made my decision of what I thought was the more practical religion, but I'm still living a certain life where I'm like, you know, I believe this, but I, even now, like I, I, I don't like to run around and say I'm this or that because people expect you to walk a certain walk. Oh, you said you're this. You Why, why are you doing that? Why right. are you looking at that girl's ass? Why? I'm like, yo, like, you know, I'm right. trying to be right. I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect. Oh, but. salute to that. He said, I'm trying to be right. I'm not perfect. We, yeah. Those are words to live by. I mean, Islam and Islam, they said if, um, if Allah's creation was perfect, there'd be no reason for your repentance. He wants your repentance and he wants you to repent. That's beautiful. He, yeah. So. Yeah. Amen to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, but, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so, back to the, the masturbation thing. Like, don't don't think that in five years I didn't have to let go one or something. But, <laughs> yeah, like. Was it the third year? You were like, that's it. I, I no, need a I really mean, good. 
anything in life, <laughs> moderation is the key, right? Mm. I had, look, I had uh, a couple of guys that, you know, friends, we used to have a joke with this one guy, like, yo, leave it alone, darling. Because he, this dude stayed. Beating his shit? Stayed. Like all the fucking time. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm. He actually got kicked off the compound because he they call it gunning down. Where he was <laughs> They do <laughs> that. Like, I used to pass out meds and that's like the minute they see the nurses come on the unit, they would just go to work. Yeah. I would just ignore them. Like, oh my god, that's uh-huh. so crazy. So you already know what it yeah. is, yeah. Oh, you probably came in there smelling good, looking good. No, I uh-huh. would just I would not give meds and and they had the rooms with four Listen. beds. When somebody, During COVID, we had now, to go inside. Imagine some, you something, something as small as you smell good, right? Not Thank you. That would mad. trigger. What? You, what? A girl goes on. You, it uh, literally hey, hits well, your nose like the yeah, cops. You'd be like, what? You're yeah, stopping Yeah, but that's the real thing. Track. It's called pheromones. That's yeah. a real thing. Like, that's women. And that's why, too, another thing. A woman, a, men don't really, well, women. Women don't really know this and men don't really know this, but it's a fact that when a woman's right about to get her menstrual cycle, she's actually more desired by men because they can just, their pheromones subconsciously, they don't even know. They can just well, that's set. Probably men work the most, out. That's like, probably the most The smell of a time. man after they work out, mm-hmm. their pheromones, it's like, oh, come here. But well, they're like, oh, I'm dirty. Don't touch me. But I'm like, come here. I like it. Not me. You need to wash that penis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I mean, no, you go. If so he's a clean well, man, he doesn't smell I didn't realize when now you know how the the stigma of trainers and they be having the women in this and that think about this right when you work out you release certain the pheromones oh so you've had instances where you're training women and they're kind of I'm a I analyze everything so when are you ever besides your doctor when are you ever in close proximity to somebody like that where they're able to touch you and be like here that's true being a male trainer and at the same time you're your everything is at heightening because you're working out. Yeah. So that's that leads to. So that's a real thing. It's a real thing. So that mean well, and shout out to you. I just I can attest to your professionalism, honestly, because mm-hmm. even we were talking about the other day about stretching. And you were teaching your other trainer this is the proper way to stretch, right? Because yeah. I had like a lower back issue, and he was stretching me out, mm-hmm. and he was like telling his other trainer like, "Look, this is the proper way," you know. Yeah. So, and that's another reason too. People are like, "Oh my god, you drive so far," but I go because I know that he holds his level a high for a professional. Yeah. At that too. And that's important for women to feel safe. Like, hello, I'm trying to get my body right. Oh, and you're yeah. seeing all my cracks, my ass, my titties. You're seeing yeah. it all. So it's important that you have, if you're going to have a male trainer, ladies, make sure that he's professional. Because I'd be mm-hmm. seeing sometimes online or on IG, some of these like just greasy, slimy your, dudes. And I'm like, yo, audience. come. But yeah. the women too, to have self-control. Because my trainer, trainer, he's married. Well, in Washington, he told me that women will kind of make a move on him and he was like hey i'm married so women yeah, as well like single. just because he's putting hands on you don't don't go for it i'm probably literally between doing classes and one-on-one i've probably trained freaking thousand people so i mean out of a thousand you know it mm. might be some women yeah. that are hot to try well, like, i mean i i've had a couple of exes that you know that like i've I messed with like that that I've met through that. So mm. I mean it happens, but I've never had a messy situation ever. That's good. good. Good for you, knock on wood. So now that we talked about federal masturbation, right? Federal this is masturbation. <laughs> masturbation. So one of the reasons too why I really wanted to bring him here is because we just talk about obviously me. I just like blah blah blah. He's like my relationship guy. I always ask him advice, right? We talk about everything. Yeah, but, when you're a trainer, you have to double. As right? A yeah, you like my, so. But he has this amazing book that um called the. Uh, is it Tao or De- Dao? It's more of a deep pronunciation, Dao. The Dao, Dao of Dao. health, sex, and longevity, right? But we talk about this, and I wanted, because if I say it or she says it, if we're like, guys, don't masturbate, right? We sound like haters. If we're like, don't watch porn, we sound like we're hating on you. So I wanted to have him come here because he's a man, and he's going to explain to you. But right here, I think this is really great. Um, and we talked about age, about masturbation. So right here it says, by the time they reach 30, men should entirely give up the self-defeating habit and start conserving semen exclusivity for, um, wait, it says for... For intercourse with women, men who continue masturbating habitually into their 30s, 40s, or 50s rob themselves of every essence of energy to fuel their lives and protect their health. But 
Women, on the contrary, can masturbate all you want. All you so, want. So, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Same women should retain as well. I started retaining. I just started learning about retaining. Yeah. So, in saying that, okay. So, what do you think... Like, because I know it's a thing for athletes, right? They tell basketball players, they tell soccer players, they tell boxers especially. Yeah. They mm-hmm. say, don't don't have sex, don't masturbate. Now, you being like in your 40s and you're still you're still single, right? And mm-hmm. whatever, and like you're dating, right? Yeah. Like, how is it for you? And like, how do you think it just heightens your career and just overall self to have that type of self-control? And what advice would you give men? Like, how do they stop that habit? Um, think about the most fragile, precious thing is the male ego, right? Mm. <laughs> and as men, what do we want to be? We want to be strong. We want to be have our vitality, right? So as you get older, if you want to preserve your strength and vitality, guess don't masturbate. It's wow. as simple as that. But how about having exchange of sex with multiple women? Is that the same thing? Or... Or like, so meaning like, what's the difference between masturbating and then a man just constantly having sex all the time with just say different women? Is he still expanding the same type of energy or is it because we talked about in this book is the yin and the yang exchange? So with, um, in reference to the book with the yin and yang is the balance of energy. Mm -hmm. Man has, um, I forget if man has yin and a woman has yang, but there's a balance of energy there. So when a man and woman come together sexually, there's an exchange of energy. So there's a balance Mm -hmm. that happens, right? But with men, when we excrete, even when we're with a woman, you're still releasing more than you're getting back, Mm -hmm. but you're getting something back. Now, if you're masturbating, you're just releasing and you're not getting anything. Anything. Back. You're not getting hugs. You're not getting love. Yeah, you're, you're not, not getting, getting nurture. You're not getting any of that. That we get oxytocin woman. from you guys, so we are benefiting. Yes, from something. yes. It's like a plant in a human. Mm. Oxygen and carbon monoxide. Like we, we have to benefit from each other's mm. energy. There's actually meditative, meditative um, stances you can do with a man and a woman when you kind of stand back to back and exchange each other's energy. Yeah. We but, talked um, about that earlier today mm-hmm. about even breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't let out no, the no, secrets. No, 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 no. But, but the thing but, is, but the, so. But, and homo, let me say, yeah, yeah, yeah. homosexual activity, um, I mean, depends on your religion or your, your, your stance in life. That shouldn't happen anyways. But an energy exchange, you can't excrete energy and expect to get that energy back yeah man on man it's not it doesn't there's no balance in those energies there mm-hmm. so a man and a man you is not going to prolong life whatever you do your sexual preference is your sexual preference mm-hmm. but if you're talking about energy and longevity mm-hmm. then it's not going to mesh out for you so what do you i'm sure you have some friends right and like they're just like one or two <laughs> whatever right <laughs> and so what are suggestions for men? Because, like, I know a couple of guy friends. You know a few. We we have a mutual friend, right? And they're just addicted to jerking off, right? So what are, like, wh- do you think, like, going to the gym better? Do you think, like, finding a hobby? What are the things that you think that they can do to really... Oh, and also talk... Let's talk about, too, and the next thing also, too. It, it says here um in, in the book about um it also weakens their... um their knees, their body, their yeah, limbs and stuff like down. that. It kills brain yeah. cells when yeah. you when you I mean, and, release. In life, in anything, I mean, moderation. So if you're abusing anything and you don't have control over that thing, you should probably try to get control over it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you, what's good for you? Water's good for you. Drinking too much water can poison you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I mean, if you're going to, if you have a problem, you have to get up and masturbate every goddamn day. Then mm-hmm. There's some type of psychological, psychological. issue. So then you're saying on. like therapy. Yeah, therapy, therapy or something. Therapy, meditation. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. somewhere like that is is health and longevity and consciousness on their mind anyways. Mm. Do they even care? Watch less porn, porn stimulation, yeah. When you're about your shit, you don't have a lot of time for the extracurricular activity, mm. you know? If you're about your health, you're going to get some free time. I'm going to go work out, you know? Mm. Um, I got this business plan to work on. I got to be at work. I got to do this. Like me, like I'm not a big drinker. 
And it wasn't like, you know, I have alcoholism history in my family. It wasn't even because of that. It's because I used to have to get up and I didn't like how I felt in the morning because I'm, I'm trying to handle business. So I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I can't drink tonight. I got to get up in the morning. I can't drink tonight. I got to get up in the morning. It's a lot of me getting because, up early. Because that in the is freaking, a habit. What you're yeah. saying is it's an addiction. So yeah. porn and masturbation is an addiction. So, I believe so, too. so yeah. fellas, again, like I wanted to really talk about this because, again, I feel like like if Tina and I were saying, guys, you guys shouldn't masturbate and watch porn. We look, we sound like man, man haters. So I wanted to just have- because they can masturbate every day and not be affected by it. But that's- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't hate. But so, so that's why I wanted to. Now, now, now we're gonna talk about products, right? So we talked hmm. about. So, fellas, y'all need to stop doing this too. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Go, go ahead. Let me give your take on it because I never said nobody needs to stop. Gas, but- gas station products. Come on, okay. you know that's not good for your health. Um, so, for, like, so you can go to the gas station. You know how you can buy those little bottles, and it'll help get your dick card and all that. So, yes. So those things are so bad for your heart, and it's bad for your health. Like, and I wanted to talk to you about it because also too, and what I love about Dwayne, honestly, he is just so amazing. Not only did he bring this amazing book, it's called The Tao of Health and Sex and Longevity um, by Daniel P. Reed. So um, Amazon that. And then he also bought Health with Whole Foods, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what things that you men can do to enhance your erection without taking these gas station mm-hmm. like bullshit, right? But what is your take like on Viagra? What is your take on gas station things mm-hmm. it, it, as someone in fitness so and men's health? With the... Um Gas station pills, so you call them. I don't know enough about the ingredients inside those particular ones, but I do know that enhancements has something that's been around since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It's forever. And I think it's part of the culture. I mean, think about, um, what's the Destiny Child? Break me up. Show me up. No, that's that's want, not Missy Elliott. Oh, I don't yeah. want no one minute. Yeah, right. That's the whole culture. Who? Well, we gotta who, play that. We gotta no, drop that one little note on man Missy. Man or woman, woman doesn't want nobody that's not strong sexually, mm. and the man doesn't want to be viewed as somebody that's not strong sexually. So there's a lot of pressure in that arena for guys too. So what's again, ego? Yeah, and it's, it is an ego because look, at the same time, you're like, guys, don't touch those um, gas station pills. But if you come, some guy comes through and he gives you the two minute job, you're going to be calling your girl like, girl, guess what? This nigga. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really mess with anybody who's not athletically fit. Honestly, that does not matter. I don't know because anybody I've been with, they. How you know? Now, I'd be like, enough. Now, check this out. <laughs> But you I just can't take it. Listen, I never been with nobody for two minutes. Like I would, I would honestly feel sometimes I'd be like, "You're fired forever." I think See? I might block somebody. Case and point. She's talking about blocking I'm a foreplay the person. person. I'm more foreplay than the penetration. I love a good foreplay. Mm. Foreplay me, and the rest is like whatever. But oh no, I need deep I'm strokes. All about, <laughs> I'm all about you can just foreplay me. Make me and feel me. like a pillow well, thank princess you. I've queen. Been, um, I've been equipped with both. No, <laughs> but look, the gas station ones, I don't know how good they are, but think about natural things. Like I remember back in the days oh. when I was first starting to have sex. No, they used to have the little bottles of ginseng. Ginseng, yeah. Oh, the root ginseng thing, right? root. I'm just trying to be like my brother. My brother, here, he's taking ginseng. I'm going to take some ginseng. I didn't even know it was for sex, but I did notice that, okay, when you had sex, the ginseng. So it's something that's forever. Yeah, like even right around. now, you could call it cheating or whatever. I know we talked about the beet juice. Yeah, okay, real quick, guys. Beet so juice? he has he has this whole like remedy. It's organic, it's natural, and it's good for you, and it's going to help you have an ejaculation. Yes, so he's going to help you, fellas. I hope you guys are writing down with pen <laughs> and paper. I'm not giving it up. Pen and I'm paper. not giving it no. all up. I can tell you in general, well, I'll tell you, you, so, can yeah. take, you can take a shot of beet juice and then have the same effect. All Absolutely. right, then. Yeah. So if you guys would like to have a better erec- er- erection, so you know how we say, um, fellas, we want you guys to eat pineapples. You know why? Because if you want us to swallow your semen, you better taste good because we don't need to be having all that garlic or McDonald's semen. I want to have some pineapple semen. You know what I mean? So beet juice, tell us what beet juice does. All right, so the beet juice, me and my friends have a little joke. We call it beet juice because you beat <laughs> <beating it up. laughs> You beat the um, church up. <laughs> an erection, a man gets an erection because of nitric oxide, blood flow, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Beet juice is a natural nitric oxide booster. Mm. 
Right? So when you take the beet juice, and that's the, I, I take it as a pre-workout. Sometimes it gives you mad energy. Um, the the veins, everything is dilated, but blood is also going to the extremities. Is this good for women as well? Um, no, not I for, have a remedy for women. What is that? What is it? It's orange juice, mm-hmm. clove, and honey. Oh yeah. To give you what, like, make you I more wet that. or make mm-hmm. you more horny? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I should I be taking any research. of that because I'm already there. It's an old Caribbean <laughs> secret. Yeah. 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 But Where it has to from? be warm. Honduras, where Dr. Sebi was. So I have my own Honduras. little secrets. Yes, Honduras. <laughs> so you warm up some honey. You put orange and you mash cloves and then you strain it. You take two spoons of it. Wait, how do you do the orange? Do you squeeze the orange? Squeeze and how often do you take it? Right before. Okay. Really? So, yeah. It's an old remedy. Okay. So, la- so ladies, y'all taking notes? you're feeling cloves and honey. You know, <laughs> you know what's on He's like, ooh, yeah. I'm about to get that it good sticky. really, sticky. really good. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, now, it, this is something anyone can make, right? Oh, well, so speaking with Ocho Cinco, I just saw uh, with him and Shannon Sharp. He, did you see that? <laughs> that's a perfect example. What did he say? So he said Ocho Cinco, he was like, what he said when he used to play, he used to take half of Viagra, he said, right? When he used to play, mm-hmm. and he said, and then a Red Bull. And he said, that because his testosterone now was on fucking trill. And he yeah. said that it gave him the upper, like he was just like going and going hard. So he was taking that just to have that extra <laughs> Edge to take it out on players. No, no, not to slow him down because it was, it was, it was creating more testosterone. So what he was doing is he was beasting on the field. So he was taking it, obviously not to have sex. He was taking it to give him that extra like edge. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. He was taking a half of Viagra. Did you see what um, Shannon said when he was like he popped a Viagra, right? And he said he he went the first time to deal with chick, Mm -hmm. put it down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Second time, he thought he put it down, but didn't have the Viagra. Mm-hmm. Third time, she said, bring that dick you had the first time back with you. <laughs> so. <laughs> Viagra is actually, a, it, it's a blood pressure medication. That's how it was discovered. It was yeah. in trial as a blood pressure medication. And then Th- when they did the research, they said, can I have the medication back? And the men were like, no, <laughs> we don't want to give it back. That's why when you're in an airplane, someone's having a heart attack, they'll ask, anyone has Viagra? No really? way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have our RN here. So, right? Registered mm-hmm. nurse. So, see? Wow. Yeah. So, that's, that's a funny story how... Viagra was developed. That's wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have that. We have that. So what do you, like, what do you, how do you, like, okay. How do I say that? <laughs> 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 no. The question, no, I want to ask now is, like, are you into one night stands now in, in, in or do you have to have a connection with women? Like, what's your situation, like, dating? And, like, as far as, like, can you just get hard really no matter what? Go. Um, or is it now more so just not sexual? Like, do you get turned off real easily? Like, how, it, meaning you see a fly chick, right? You out, whatever, right? Are you able just to like now just have sex, or are you at the point where you did that in your twenties and thirties, and now you just are you more so into like a connection? Um, I'm past the the um years. You know, when you're young, like teenage, early 20s, we literally, as men, we just be trying to see how many chicks we can get. Like, you can get like one every day, like, you're, you're the man, you're this and that. Um, <laughs> and I can't speak for everybody. I mean, the older I get, I mean, I, I'm still you and I, I love women. Women are beautiful. But um, one night stands... Not a whole lot of that going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really like, I'd rather have a connection, but it's not to say that you can't maybe have a connection and start speaking to somebody and maybe something happened. It hasn't happened. Those things don't happen a whole lot in my life these mm. days, but um, I don't. I don't hold it against anybody. So I uh, feel you can have a connection. For the ladies, are you sing- a sing- single? I date. I'm single. Oh, and now back to dating. Are you honest with women and tell them? Because we had our boy Jimmy I'm the Florist. So you I'm tell them honest. you're dating other women. I think I'm too honest. I think I've missed out 
by being honest when I should. So you do tell him. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I try to keep it real. I don't have most women like the honest thing. Like most women are casually dating too. Yeah. When it becomes physical, then they have to have the you know safe sex conversation. But if you're dating, that's like you're getting to know people and stuff. Mm. So that's good. Okay, so what advice would you give out there for, like, what? Okay, your top five red flags for women. Top five red like flags. The list. We should have yeah. brought the list. Down. What is your top five? And for you now, and you're where you're at. You're an entrepreneur. You have real estate. You have so much going on for yourself. And now, what is your like top five list for women that that yes, I want, and top five you're like, oh, bitch, you ain't making it past first round. That's it. Um, I think we had this conversation. Um, nowadays, the conversation is a little bit different when it's a first date or if we're hanging out. Like if I'm interested in more than smashing, I may be asking things about like, um, why did you break up? What was the last relationship? Or like when you're upset, like how do you deal with conflict? Like how do you, like those Ooh, are the, those are deep questions. Yeah. I mean, some people could. I be like per- the second one, not the first one. I hate when we're talking about the exes on the first date. Not more. Well, that would be a red flag uh, yeah, for me. That, that, really? That, I, yeah, yeah, I don't I, like to talk I, about like our past. That's, like focus yeah. on me and where we are now. It depends on where the conversation goes. I'm very good at like this back okay. and forth banter. So if the opening isn't there, but there's certain things that are non-negotiables where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, um, what is your, you don't have to be like me as far as being um, a gym owner and working out every day and this and that, mm-hmm. but health has to be on your conscience. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. How do you treat people? That's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you date women with kids? At my age, it's hard not to find somebody that has kids. kids. Okay. Um, Damn, I guess I had another one I was about to say that was important. I forgot it that quick. Um, Credit. How you deal with anger. Credit. Credit. I knew it. I knew you. Credit. Yes. Um, like yeah, like how do you are you financial good with money? Like yeah, are you, are you financially mm-hmm. responsible? That's very important. That's a huge thing. Yeah, huge. But that's kind of heavy on a first date, don't you think? No, no, not at all. Like you don't have to get into it to the point where you're like grilling somebody, but just see with it. Like our reaction just Make now, like yeah, seriously, that like that's all I need to see is like mm. like it's it's on your radar. Some people don't even give a fuck with credit credit score. Fuck's credit score. Like you that's know? true. Like, are you want to? Do you want to turn up all the time? Like, mm-hmm. are you? Let me ask you this: um, Have you gone to therapy for some of the things? Because we, you and I, off, often talk about post PTSD. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you gone to therapy, and or do you feel like because um, you 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 do um, uh, martial arts? Martial arts like in meditation, all those things have helped you deal with your PTSD. Um, do you think that therapy would be beneficial for you or? I I am not um, a person that has a problem with people going to therapy. I think people should go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a stigma in the black community about going to therapy. That's like right. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I haven't had the opportunity and i would i would and i thought about it to be able to guess speak about some of the past traumas right right because our past affects the way we move now i have friends now that still if they call a place in a restaurant and leave a name they're not leaving their real name it was just old habits die hard you know we ain't doing shit anymore we freaking mm. damn near 50 years old all of a sudden we're leaving aliases 50, over 50. <laughs> we still leaving aliases i still uh won't sit with my back to the door what if i go in any mm-hmm. place or anything like that so certain habits die hard but certain things now where i'm just like i'm not not going somewhere Cause you know when you're you got beef. Oh, I'm not going here. Or I'm not doing. I don't give a fuck these days. I'm just like, 
So, but do you think dealing with your PTSD and dealing with your traumas and the things you went through in the streets, you know, and, and just the, the things that you saw and killings and shootings and jail, do you think that martial arts for sure has helped you? And like, what do you, what are some of your things in that maybe some men say some men are just scared to go to therapy, right? And some men, let's say, can afford it, their insurance or something. What are some tips that you would like to give men, especially black men, to try to heal themselves? Um, don't try to heal yourself. Get a therapist. Seek professional okay, help. Okay, great. Um, there is, if you could get to the, the point where you could meditate, but I think it's harder to tell somebody to meditate than it is to go to a therapist. Mm -hmm. you know? But there is a place inside of you um, that meditation, only meditation, can bring you to, um, you know, when you're sleeping at night, that's probably the most peaceful time that you have. Mm -hmm. You can do that while you're wide awake when you meditate. So you can find that place within inside of you where it's that peaceful, that inner, that inner um, sanctity. But I don't think that um, people should try to use that as their therapy. Okay. Yeah. So you now me, I I can do it because I'm you know there's I I receive something called knowledge, which is the highest level of meditation, and it's one of the requirements when I got my black belt that we had to have knowledge. So I have that, and I'm able to use it. But explain that to people real quick. Knowledge. So you 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 do karate, and then you get to the level of black belt, and in order for you to get your black belt, you're saying you have to now get knowledge. What does that mean? This isn't, this isn't this isn't every form of martial arts, but my my instructor, amazing guy, um, this guy, uh, he has a black belt in six different martial arts. Um, he has his doctorate in education. Wow. Um, he was special ops in Nicaragua. Like he's just he he's serious. He lived in the Shaolin Temple. Like his, his coach was the last fighting monk that was in the Shaolin Temple. Like he's legit. Been on the Olympic wrestling team, but it's a requirement of of him and his system because a lot of stuff that we're learning and not to sugarcoat it at all. Like it's lethal. You can break somebody's arm, you can break somebody's neck. You can do this and that. I don't do. And this is no slight at MMA because MMA, there's some bad, bad cats in MMA. But what we do is same for competition. It's, it's for street stroke survival. So I can't have you not be able to bring that in and have it under control. If I fuck you up, it's going to be a matter of business, not a matter of my emotions getting the best of me. Because if my emotions get the best of me with the level of things that I know, then I could hurt you <laughs> and I could go to jail for the rest of my life. So the meditation keeps that. So basically the knowledge part is, okay, you have, you know, all these skills, like 99 ways to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. And because you are at the highest elite level of killing, your whole body is literally a machine to kill somebody. Now I need you to learn how to hone this and make sure that your aggression doesn't come out and make and that's why it's called knowledge. Well, so it's like really about self-control. I don't know the um the whole ideology behind them picking the name knowledge or why it was that. I guess know that that's what it was. And like I said, this is different symptoms. Like we train and Aikido, jujitsu, karate, all these different things. But this, this, um, this small portion, the meditation that we got isn't from one of our karate system. It's strictly from, from Prim, Prim Ra, I believe. He gets it from him. And this is what we study. Okay. Yeah. So before we close out, could you, could you do us, um, could we do a basic, like, for the people, we don't know how to meditate. I remember you and I practiced. We did something like this. Can can you show us? Can we? Oh, can this we, is nice. Yeah, can we do, like, a uh, meditation? All right. Um, I can't show you the um, postures of knowledge because. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but just meditation, if somebody's having difficulty trying to meditate, the best thing to focus on is the breath. The breathing. I've heard that. Yes. So how, what do we, how do we do? Um, I've had you done this when you've working on mm -hmm. the stuff when you're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, stop. <laughs> Yo, stop, I don't like the shade. <laughs> okay, public display. <laughs> stop. <laughs> but all you're doing when you breathe, you breathe in through your nose, in through your nose. And another, another uh, a big thing, 
Um, you have a dog. Do you have children? No. No. So you notice when your babies, their stomachs rise when they breathe. Yeah, of right? course. That's deep breathing. When we get older, if I tell you to take a deep breath, look, your chest gets rose. That's shallow. This is deep, um. right? So most people now, when we're older, we're like, and the chest gets bigger. So what you should do is try to breathe from here. Umbilical cord, belly button is where the life comes from. Mm -hmm. So your breath should come from there when you breathe in. And your stomach should expand like a balloon. So you inhale through your nose and the stomach expands. And when you breathe out, you exhale like you're fogging the window. Don't blow out like this. That way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amazing. And Thank how many you. how many times like so a, a lot of working professionals, a lot of mothers, just a lot of people, how many times a day should we practice deep breath work and like the state of meditation? I mean, deep breaths, you should take them as as many Listen. times and as often as you can. It mm -hmm. prolongs your life. So if I, I have a it's a great habit, but as soon as I walk out of the door most of the time any any time, I'm like as soon as I walk out the mm -hmm. door, I'm like, oh, I take a nice deep breath because I'm in there and this and that. Like when I walk out this door, I'm going to take a deep breath when I wow. go outside. Okay. Um, but just being able to sit in silence for minutes at a time. I love that. Yeah. I love quietness, like, silence. Yeah, and I, I, and, it's healing for me. And like, I don't want to front and perpetrate like I'm this this freaking monk that's like like no i have my, my my issues like i fall asleep sometimes with the damn tv mm -hmm. on when is your brain getting a rest you go from using the phone you leave the tv on fall asleep wake up you're back on the phone mm -hmm. like when do you deliberately mm -hmm. sit your ass down stop everything be like i'm gonna be quiet no for stimulus. 10 minutes people Nothing. take offense to that growing up silence was a big thing yeah. and just like unplugging from everything and growing up a lot of people were like why are you so quiet but it was my form of healing yes. like i would always need a moment to be quiet no tv on and as i grew up that was a form of my healing yeah. and i always have to tell people i'm gonna go be silent right now it's, don't disrupt me give me my time it's also a great way to pro solve problems yes right yes mm -hmm. because think about this if if you're trying to keep up with the speed of thought, thought is like this. You can't mm -hmm. keep up with it. And you got a million thoughts coming Some at stimulation. you. So how are you going to distinct from the, what you're trying to really figure out versus all these things that are coming at you? Where you mm -hmm. can just sit down, be quiet, yes, and the answers it. will come to you. And you know what? Just you speaking like that, I just remember raising my daughter and her being a baby. And I, God bless mothers, honestly. I just don't know when they have the time. Because even, I just remember my daughter following me everywhere. I remember one time slamming the bathroom because I'm like, <laughs> I need a fucking that, break. That, that postpartum mm. depression No, it's not even postpartum. Real. It was like 10, bitch. I, need, I remember I was driving with my daughter and after being with her all day, I'm like, I'm like, Chanel, I need you to go in the house. And I would have to take a drive just so I could be by myself. Man. So even like I think about this like God bless mothers honestly and I know because I've been there like you know we talk about breath work and you talk about how important and beautiful it is for you right mm -hmm. but you're not a mother yet and you're not even get that time because your kids are on you like vultures like, ah! and they don't understand yeah. And then your man's on you and you're like oh my god I just need a minute yeah, to breathe at my age now that I don't have <laughs> any kids and all, I'm like yo like, you don't. You're like, I don't think I want to do it. Yeah. I, well, I always say I want kids, and my friends are like, "Yeah, are you sure?" I'm like, "Oh." Then yeah. I'm not, now I'm like, mm, maybe not, because like I love more than anything. I go home right now. My dog, I can tell him go lay in the corner and shut up and be quiet, and he'll do exactly what I tell him. And I don't have to hear anybody. I don't That's have to my do fear. Anything. I love quiet time. Yeah. I want kids. I definitely want kids, but I'm afraid of letting go of that quiet time because quiet time is healing. Man, I love my well, vacations. Hey, well, and, I know. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Nice meeting you. Yeah. Nice okay, so for too. the people real quick, can you give us your address, where your location of your um gym is and hours, and how can they reach you? Um, Life, HFC, H as in health, F as in fitness, C as in center, Quincy.com. All the information that you need will be there. LifeHFCQuincy.com. And you can get the address, get the hours, all that stuff. Okay, perfect. Right. Yeah. And uh, one more last thing with that, you also offer nutrition plans? Um, every um, 
program that we have, whether it's one-on-one training, small group training, whatever, everything comes with a meal plan. Mm-hmm. We do um, fit 3D body scan. Yep. When's the last time you did I know, I need to do that. Yeah, and then that also, alone. too, <laughs> one more thing, because they were speaking earlier for Tina, for people who travel a lot, he also does mobile. Yeah, I mean, the... One thing, talk about the business a little bit. It's an all-encompassing business, and um, the the process is very detailed. From the screening, when you first come in to kind of figure out where you are physically, Mm -hmm. what your goals are. Um, We take you through a fitness test. We take you through a functional range of motion test. Um, body composition testing, fit 3D body scan, which takes your measurements. It tells you if you're off balance. We do all that. And then we write a prescription, like a doctor would write a prescription to say, this is the program that you should do. And then we match it to you. So it's very detailed. That's amazing. And we get results. I was just, I had something thrown into my lap. If I would have known this early, I might not even been able to come, but I have to write this thing up. And I was just going through some of the people like, damn, we actually helped a lot of people. Like seriously drop serious weight and body fat change in people's lives. And that's dope. It's, it's like even, Yeah, how for, how fulfilling is that? That you're really mm-hmm. helping so people rewarding. heal exactly with it, their health, mm-hmm. mind, body, and soul. Yeah, it, being in business can suck sometimes. As you know, it's just rough as an entrepreneur at right. times. And people suck. People is what make it suck more than anything. But those times when you sit back and you be like, well, damn, this person lost 50 pounds. And when people come and be like, yo, thank you so much. You helped me then it is very rewarding mm-hmm. it is sure. and i love i can't wait so i can get work start working with the kids again the kids are really the the dope ones mm-hmm. like they're rewarding. that's nice yeah. and that's nice starting them young yeah we do martial arts kids um classes for kids now too oh yeah. okay so mothers you want to just get your kids away so you can do some deep breath work <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Dwayne. Thank Thank you. you Thank you so much. Thank you.